Not much to talk about today, as with most Mirror Universe episodes. One of the things I find interesting is this episode was directed by James Conway. Now, uh, I've actually talked about James Conway before. He has an interesting list of episodes he's worked on. I've got a nice list over here. Um, he did The Neutral Zone, uh, Duet, Way of the Warrior, Little Green Men, this episode, obviously. Later on, he'll do For the Cause, Death Wish, and uh, Damage. Some good episodes. He also directed Broken Bow, uh, The 37s. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Justice, which is actually his first directing thing ever. I've, I've pointed that out back in the Justice episode. It's just an interesting track record. But I bring him up most specifically because an episode in the mirror dark, or excuse me, in a mirror darkly, which is an Enterprise episode, a two-parter technically, about going into the mirror universe in Enterprise. Although, uniquely, that episode is actually not a crossover. It's just an episode set in the mirror universe during Enterprise's era. Now I bring that up because <laughs> that episode was fun. Now, whether it was good or bad, that's up to you. Whether you like it or not, that's up to you. But there's no denying that In a Mirror Darkly is a fun episode, with just everyone just kind of having fun with it. Everyone involved was just like, yeah! And this is especially true of the actors, who all really enjoyed portraying their alternate selves. One of the things that's interesting about that is each of them was given a degree of leeway in how to interpret their alternate character, how they wanted to portray it. Now, that's funny, because... The same thing happens over here in an episode directed by James Conway. I think that's a deliberate connection, but I don't know for certain. So we see several of the actors were like, I want to portray this this way because this is how I see the character, and I want to portray this this way. And what I find interesting about that is it leads to an interesting question. What would your Mirror Universe character be? Now, I mentioned that, and I would love to hear your guys' answers because there's a lot of different ways that can be taken. Is it you under different circumstances. Uh, for example, the intendant is usually portrayed in such a manner. Is it you, like, but the opposite of what you are? So good becomes bad, you know, etc., etc. Is it you, but the inverse of what you are? And thus you have the same traits, but manifested in a different manner. Each of these are possible interpretations of the mere universe characterization. So I'm very curious which one you'd go for. We all know that my alternate universe self would be uh, incredibly evil, and incredibly stupid and probably would have died at the age of 10. So, moving on. I'm glad I'm not there. <clears throat> I just called myself smart. Um, what I mean by that is the ultimate me would be really, really smart. Anyways, <clears throat> so... The opening of this episode is really strange. We have a little bit of pining for Nog, a little acknowledgement of that. And, oh, hey, here's Jennifer. <clears throat> and she's so casually there, too. Now, it's worth noting that they never really try to cross over unless it's a pretty big circumstance, and yet it is made repeatedly, it, they, they mention repeatedly that it's not hard. It's basically just beaming at that point. In fact, when they decide to go back over, it's just like, yeah, let's, just, let's go. Let's go. I bring that up because of a point I'll mention later. I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind, okay? So, uh, yeah, they go over there. One of the things I like about O'Brien is that he's not evil. <laughs> I know that sounds like a strange thing, but the Intendant is uh, evil. Uh, Regent Worf, evil. Uh, Garrick, evil. Funnily enough, Dagor was there. Did you notice that? I should explain a little bit. The actor who plays the random Klingon Mook, he's not even actually named in this episode, is the same actor who played Dagor back in the House of Quark. 
I'm pretty sure that was deliberate. But regardless, all of them are evil except for Smiley. He's not evil. He's just different. A little more pragmatic, I suppose, is a way to put that. Again, going to that alternate interpretations of what mirror actually means, which is kind of a cool thing to think about. But he's very desperate. He's very willing to do whatever he needs to do in order to accomplish a greater good. What's funny is he does show some signs of feeling remorse for that. Now, we don't know how much remorse he feels because he can't show that to Cisco, obviously. But he does adhere to his deal. That's very interesting because most Mirror Universe people don't. Like, later in this very episode, there's a scene. And you notice these scenes almost contrast each other. Smiley says, all right, well, you've helped us. The enemy's here. You're free to go. This was a deal they made in, in, well, actually in bad faith, technically, by literal definitions, but nevertheless, a deal that both agreed to and signed on, and that Cisco was willing to, or, excuse me, no, uh, Smiley and Jennifer were both willing to let Jake go, despite his technical definition as a hostage, because they believed the hostage wasn't necessary. And it wasn't. And then we have, almost immediately after that, is a scene where Nog breaks out Kira, basically, or, excuse me, actually, sandwiching that scene. Nog breaks out Kira basically just because as a thank you. Then Kira shoots him. You can kind of see the contrast in approach here. And I don't just mean good versus evil. Uh, rather, it's more of a... Well, it's honestly kind of a mutual cooperation slash trust type of a thing. When you have that capacity for mutual cooperation, then you have the capacity to say trust the other person to do something that you are not doing, even if you don't have a gun aimed at them. Whereas a lot of the mere universe, especially the, the more darker aspects of it, seems to rely on immediate net de detriment in order to pr pursue some kind of positive. In other words, you won't work for me unless I threaten to kill you constantly. If you pay attention, I actually talked about this before, too, in, I believe, Crossover is when I brought that up. And what's also interesting is that Regent Worf also puts across the exact same mentality. Work for me or die. Work for me, then die. You know, it, it, he, he doesn't reward with positive, he rewards with negative. Now, I bring that up as well because his entire shtick is the crop. But there's no carrot being offered. It's just the removal of the crop is what's being offered. And I find that to be fascinating in its own right, and probably one of the only culturally interesting things about the Mirror Universe, at least in this presentation. Oh yeah, and then we can see the Regent ship, and it's this really huge ship. Like, they do some interesting tricks to make it look much bigger than a usual Negvar would be, and I'm just like, wow! It's a really big, doomy Mirror Universe ship. It doesn't look quite right without the giant fungus glow below it, though. Anyways, <clears throat> so, you know, Worf, really quick while I'm talking about it, Worf and Garrick are awesome. Now, Garrick tends to play well off of everyone, and Worf tends to play well, I should say, Michael Dorn, uh, tends to play off of everyone, and, oh god, I can't think of his name. The guy who plays Garrick tends to play well off of everyone. Jesus, I can't think of his name. Andrew Robinson, there we go. B both of those actors tend to play well off of everyone, but in both cases, the, the two-man act of the two is just fun. It's basically the comedy side of the episode, because every time it cuts back to them, it's hilarious. Stab! Oh, Regent, I found the key. It fell into my boot. If he dies, you die. <laughs> Doesn't say get him to Medbay. You know, again, getting across that idea. So yet, Jennifer, God, too much Witcher 3. Jennifer definitely has a point here. She mentions that Cisco is basically responsible for all this, that he's the one who insisted she fight the good fight. And based on presentation in that episode, it's pretty clear he meant it. He was not saying this because, 
you know, he was being forced to. He legitimately believed she should fight for this cause, that it was the correct thing to do. And, I mean, he does. He even kind of rolls his eyes like, okay, fine, I'll help you fight and I'll help you win this battle. He can't help but help. Now, I bring that up because I want to ask you a question. Why don't they just open up regular relations between the two powers? The Federation and... I don't think they actually have a proper term right now, but the rebels. You know, the, 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 the rebel institution, right? The Terran rebels. Why not have it a regular, be a regular kind of diplomatic political contact between the two powers? It's not like they can't. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, they don't want to pollute the other timeline. I'm sorry. No, see, the problem is it is so easy and regular to transit to the other time, or excuse me, I'm screwing up my own words now, to transit to the other dimension. At this point, they're just another power. In other words, there's nothing really different than if the Terran rebels existed just over here in this galaxy, in this dimension. So why don't they have some kind of regular contact and connections between the two? Now, you could argue that the Federation is the Federation, but at the same time, one thing the Federation is really big on is diplomatic expansion. And you can't tell me they wouldn't be interested in signing all kinds of treaties with these people. I don't know, it's just food for thought, because nobody even posits that as a possibility. No one mentions that. In fact, the only reason Jennifer mentions not wanting to come back permanently to this galaxy is because she thinks Sisko is, has no true connections to her, even though she definitely has connections with him, and frankly, vice versa. And not just because she looks like his wife. Because there's several scenes of legitimate chemistry in both the previous one and this episode that kind of show that the two really do gel well. This Jennifer... You know, Professor Sisko and Captain Sisko actually gel quite well together. And so, of course, they kill her off. Of course they do. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> um, believe it or not, like I said, I really do not have much else to say. I do want to ask and mention one thing. I can't even imagine what it would be like to watch a loved one die twice. I've already had to watch plenty of my family and friends die. I don't think I would enjoy seeing that a second time. But what Cisco has to go through here is really messed up. Doubly so because, i got to be honest, if they had been able to get her back to the prime reality, there's a pretty good chance they could have saved her, since they demonstrably have better resources and technology when it comes to medical. <sighs> Another reason that whole direct connection... I, I'm sorry, my mind is just going in that direction now. Why not establish regular connection? All right. We're not going to support you militarily in your war, but, you know, we'll be willing to have diplomatic recourse, we'll be willing to offer trade between the, the two sides, and, you know, maybe some kind of officer exchange sort of a thing. It's not like the Terrans are all evil, as I discussed earlier. In fact, if anything, most of them are not so much more evil as they are more aggressive. You know, the crop versus the carrot. And it's implied that that's just the nature of that setting. And... Honestly, Deep Space Nine, along with, uh, well, that's actually not true. I'm going to walk that statement back a bit here. What I'm going to say instead is, until Discovery, yes, I would actually say that the, the, you know, the mirror universe isn't just pure evil. The only times it really comes across this way is in Discovery and, well, in Enterprise, to be completely blunt. Otherwise, it just seems to be a lot... Um, a lot more... Oh, what's a good word? Let's go with the word... Parasitic. Where people 
just kind of use each other rather than connect with each other. Even that's not 100% true because there are still plenty of examples of people who retain effectively blind, you know, off-camera, off-gun loyalty to each other. I don't know. I got nothing. Like I said, this is just a weird, silly, fun episode. I actually enjoyed it. I felt really, really bad for Cisco, though. Looking forward to your thoughts because I would really like to hear your thoughts on your mirror universe and why you think they shouldn't because I'm sure all you're going to say the same thing. Why you think they shouldn't offer regular diplomatic ties with the Terran rebels. Either way, I'll catch you next time, guys.